Hello, all you listeners out there. Welcome to Politics Today. Uh, this is a podcast all about things that are happening in politics right now as we speak. And there's a lot going on in politics right now. We have, obviously, the coronavirus, which is the biggest political story there is, and world health story, uh, for that matter. Um, but something I like to focus on and speak my opinion on and get it out there to everybody is just exactly how this is being covered in the media. Um, if we look at a lot of different conservative commentators out there who have been saying a lot of things about what's going on with this coronavirus, um, about the reporting, about how some of it may be not truthful and some of it may be truthful, um, there's a lot of things. Uh, first of all, me, I look at this like, obviously the coronavirus is a major, major issue for the world. It's affecting hundreds of nations across this world. It's killing thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of people. It is definitely something serious to be concerned about. There are a lot of people out there going, oh, no, don't worry about it. Uh, oh, it's fake. It's a hoax, whatever. But it's not true. Obviously, it's not a hoax. Obviously, it's real. Obviously, people are being hurt by it. Um, and it, it deserves a lot of news coverage. Uh, but that, with that said, now we get into the other side of things, how things are actually covered in the news media and whether we take the news media seriously on how it covers these things. Um, I love getting in these Facebook arguments with people online uh, when we discuss things and uh, you have these people who are in their camps, right? We have people who are staunch defenders of President Trump and the administration and he can do no wrong. And then we have people who are on the other side of things who are liberals and democrat supporters who believe that no matter what the president does he is 100 percent wrong and he can do no right and they are looking for every little thing that they can pull out that the president is doing to try to say that oh he didn't do this right oh he didn't do that right um this that and the other and the the problem with that argument is that who do you have on the other side uh they have their presidential candidate which is joe biden who has if anything, spoken out incorrectly on the coronavirus since the beginning um, and has not been much of a leader on the situation uh, from the get-go, uh, calling the president a xenophobe for uh, trying to shut down travel from China, um, going on to almost disappear off the campaign trail while all this was happening um, and not speaking out very much. Although I did watch a town hall the other night with him, um, a virtual town hall, of course, and he was going in now Monday morning quarterbacking this, coming back saying how he would have done things different and he would have taken a different approach and all these other things. So uh, it's interesting to see that approach being taken by people after the fact, and that's where I want to focus on this. Everyone likes to come in after something already happened, a world crisis or something like that, and say it could have been done differently or should have been done differently. And you know what? They're probably right. There's a lot that could have been or should have been done differently, especially in this situation. But that's in any situation you're going to have things like that happen. That's just the way of the world. We can always look back after something's been done and say, hey, it could have been done better. Sure, 100% it could have been done better. But what you do with the information you have at the time is what is important. So what was really interesting yesterday was the president had one of his press conferences, uh, his daily briefings 
that he's been holding in the White House. Now, I agree with these briefings. I think they're good. I think it shows the president is trying to lead on the issue. Um, but something that's it, it has been, been criticized for with these briefings is that he's using them as campaign, um, like as a, a campaign advertisement for himself. And he may be using them as a campaign advertisement. He may in the future end up using it as a campaign advertisement. Um, that's his prerogative. He is the president of the United States. It is his job to go out and inform people, the American people, on what is going on and what his response is to it. That's his job. That's what the President of the United States does. They lead when there is a time of crisis. The President going out and giving these daily briefings, um, if anything, would be ill-advised by some of his political people. Uh, his political consultants and the people he has on his campaign team um, would probably be criticizing him for doing this because he's coming out there, he's putting himself out into the open, right? And he is answering questions for hours on end. I mean, the press conference yesterday was probably a little over an hour. Actually, two hours, I think, is what it ran. But most of them are running about two hours or so in time, with the president almost up there the entire time. Now, some of them he comes off, he has other things to do. But... He goes out there and he answers questions directly from the media for hours. Now, that's a dangerous thing for a president to do. Because the media is not on the president's side. The media is doing everything they can to destroy this president and his administration. They are not fans of Donald Trump. So him being on stage and talking for hours and hours and hours um, about stuff and answering questions, and many of the things he doesn't uh, know about. He clearly doesn't, he's not a doctor, let's say that. He's clearly not a doctor, and he doesn't know certain things that a doctor perhaps would know. He is trying his best to answer these questions the best he can. He is trying to come up with some kind of answers, and he may be wrong on some of this information, but... When you're at a time of crisis, we don't have time to sit around being, is that 100% correct, or could that have been said differently? No, you just got to do things. You got to take action. You got to do what you need to do. That's how it works. That's how leadership works. So the president, I believe, is doing the best he can with the information that he's being given. But on the other side, he's getting massive pushback from the media. And remember, they have a motive. They want the president to get caught lying. They want to catch the president saying something that's not true so they can replay the clips over and over and over again. And they've been doing it over and over and over again. The questions they've been asking the president, for the most part, have been really ridiculous. A lot of them have. You have John Carl of ABC, who is on the White House press corps, who's asking questions on behalf of ABC, who also has a book coming out about the president. Right there, anything that guy asks the president is automatically to be questioned. A reporter, a journalist, is supposed to be unbiased. They're supposed to ask questions that inform the American people, not ask questions that direct the president down a certain path for answers they want for a soundbite for their book or a soundbite for the next uh, 
Sunday show they can go on and talk about the president and what he said. So right there you have to be concerned about what the press corps is asking the president. Not to mention they're openly lying about what the president's saying. And now they're trying to say the president's rewriting history and the president's just calling him out on the facts. So I'm going to play for you a a moment in that press conference where the president fought back. They're what they've been saying. He played clips from January and from February where the news media was saying how coronavirus wasn't this big thing to be worried about. I mean, Anthony Fauci himself, Dr. Fauci uh, himself, was coming out even as far as March and saying, don't worry, go out, enjoy yourself, go on a cruise. This isn't something to be concerned about. In January of 2020, this year, the World Health Organization was out there saying that the coronavirus couldn't spread from human to human because the Chinese government told us it couldn't. So we believed them. We believed the World Health Organization. We believed the information coming out of China as far as the government did. And they use that information to make decisions. Dr. Fauci, one of the president's advisors, who is not being critical of him, he's doing the best job he can. But if he's saying that in public, that you can go on a cruise in the beginning of March, is he going to the president and saying the opposite to him? I don't think so. The president's making decisions based on the experts who are talking to him. Now, Dr. Fauci's not the only expert talking to him. He has other people outside of Dr. Fauci that he is talking to, I'm sure, also, who are giving him information as well. That's how this works. So the president is doing the best he can with what he has in front of him. And that's what we should expect from the president, the president to make the best decisions. Now, again, could he have made better decisions? Sure. Anyone could. Anyone could make better decisions once they already have the information. You know, could the officials in New York make a better decision about how they could have handled this virus in New York City? Um, I'm sure they could have. Had they had the information they have now, would 22,000 people be dead in America and 10,000 people be dead in New York? Most likely not. As Dr. Fauci was asked, was there things that you could have done earlier, taken action earlier that would have saved American lives? Without a doubt, there are things that could have saved more American lives and will save more American lives. But there are things also that the president did which have saved countless American lives. Shutting down travel from China was one of those major things. Shutting down travel from Europe, one of those major things. When he shut down travel from China, he was ridiculed, called a racist, called a xenophobe by people in the media who said it was unnecessary for the president to do that and take that kind of action. That is what we're talking about when we talk about media bias. The media is not doing what is right for the American people. They are not on the quest for truth as the media should be. They are actively operating against the administration for their own political gain. And make no mistake about it, this is 100% political. There is an agenda in the mainstream media. An agenda that they do not hide at all. They like to act like they're upset about it. They like to freak out on the president and act like there's a big concern about being truthful and things like that. But it isn't. 
It's, it's, it's just an act that's put on by them to cover for themselves and what they are doing as far as trying to push the president um, low in the polls, right? They want their political candidates to do well, people who agree with them. They want them to do well. Um, so all the news articles, everything that comes out of the media is directed towards that end. Make their political candidates and their political supporters look good. Make everybody else look bad. Now, my concern, I think the Republicans don't do a good enough job counteracting what the media does. I think they're terrible when it comes to their media relations. Um, but uh, that's just part of it. You know, you go to CNN headlines on CNN.com and you get all sorts of garbage for headlines, right? I mean, there are headlines about Trump can't spin this. <clears throat> the unchained presidential tantrum is what they're calling the press conference. When it was him simply fighting back. It's not a tantrum. He's fighting back against untruthfulness. People who are skewing everything he says, every word that comes out of his mind. They were skewing it in the actual press conference. The first question out of John Carl's mouth after that video played was, well, why did you feel that it was necessary to play that video clip? What? Ooh, was that made on... on and here in the White House, was a, that was a campaign message. Uh, and then he says something about taxpayer-funded, and he, he kind of trails off. But he was insinuating that the president's using taxpayer money in the White House to make a political campaign for himself. He's not. But that's what the media wants you to think. They want you to think he's doing that because they want to deflect the bad job they're doing, the fear-mongering they're doing, the scaring of the American people they're doing, and and throw it back on the president and try to say he's doing something wrong, he's doing something incorrect. That is wherein lies the problem. That is where the media is being untruthful for a reason. They are profiting off of all of this coronavirus scare tactics. As I said in the beginning of this, is the coronavirus something serious that we should consider and be concerned about? Yes, it is. It's not fake. It's not made up. It's not the boogeyman. It's real. And it's killing people. We do take it seriously. We are in an unprecedented time right now. We're in a most unprecedented political situation and economic situation this country probably has ever faced since, since the Great Depression, in all honesty. We have never shut our economy down on purpose the way that we have done today. We've never done that. Never in our history. We have scaled back on some things. We've had depressions. We've had things like the Great Depression where you have markets get interrupted and stock market collapse and things like that. Um, but we have never actively, on our own, pulled back our own economy the way that we have done now. And it is affecting millions millions upon millions of Americans. I mean, when you have something like, you know, 16 million Americans filing for unemployment, I mean, that's insanity. But it's expected. And even worse, we have these Americans filing for unemployment in a system that was never designed to handle the kind of pressure it's being put under. You know, a lot of people look at the president, This brings me to a, my, my third point here, is that people are asking the president not only to lead, but 
and then criticizing him for it, but then they are asking him to do things that the president doesn't have the power to do. You know, the president wrongfully, wrongfully came out and said he has the power to reopen the states and to shut states down and things like that. He does not have that power. He does have a lot of power to pull back on things that the states do, but constitutionally, he doesn't really have the power. He does have some emergency provisions that are set up because there's a declaration of a national emergency. And once he has that, uh, it does give him certain powers. So that is true. He has some powers, and I believe that's what he alludes to But um, when he says that he has the power to do these things. But he doesn't. He doesn't have uh, constitutionally the power to do that. There are states, and states have power in our country. It's called federalism, where you have the federal government sharing power with the states. Um, it's something I teach my students on a regular basis. So it is not necessarily within his power to do that. But he's being criticized now because saying he should have done more with the power that he had. And ironically, the people now saying he doesn't have the power to shut down the states and reopen the states are the same people who a month ago and two months ago said he wasn't doing enough to push down. All right, They're saying that when he had the chance... He should have done more and did things that he didn't have the power to do then. So that's why it's political, folks. It's not true what they're saying. It's anything to spin it to make the president look bad. Now, what's crazy is I'm not a huge defender of the president. I believe in what the president's doing. I believe in what this administration is doing. I love this president's policies. I think the president has a long way to go. But I find myself defending this president over and over and over and over again simply because the opposing side is so outrageously out of control that it's a danger to the American people. It is a danger to our political system. While you're listening to this, if you look outside, the roads are empty, people are out of work, people are stuck at home, people are changing their lives around because of this virus. And every day people are looking for some glimmer of hope that maybe this is ending. Maybe this is drawing down. And maybe the president has a lot of power over that. Maybe the president doesn't have a lot of power over that. When people are in powerless situations like we're in now, they reach out for everything. They want someone to give them the answer, right? The reality is this virus may have affected everyone the same, whether the president did what he did or whether the president didn't. Now, the experts are saying that had the president not done what he did, this thing would have been way, way, way worse. And for those people out there saying that, oh, America's got more cases than anyone else does. America has a massive population compared to European countries. You have to combine European countries together to match the population of the United States. So, yes, we do have a lot of cases, than most, more than most other countries do. I don't believe we have more than China. I believe those numbers are completely flawed, and that's for a podcast for another day. Um, that we'll get into that. But my main focus on today was telling you guys I think that the media is out of control. I think it's time for us to wake up, stop supporting companies like CNN, the New York Times, um, and these outlets who have such a bias that they can't report anything truthfully. Even basic news they cannot report truthfully. The people in the White House press corps, for the most part, are completely corrupt. At this point, they're publishing books about the president and trying to use that position uh, in the White House press corps to make money off of their careers, um, which is crazy. It's insane to think that journalists are doing these kinds of things. 
but it's what's happening. This is where you're getting your news from and you're getting your information from. So this is the first podcast I'm recording. If you want to hear more, comment on it, uh, let me know, and uh, I'll make more of them. But I just had to get out there and say something because I feel like if we don't stand up now and begin to take a stand against what's going on in the media, what's going on in the world, what's going on with our our governments, even local governments, fining people for going to Easter services uh, in their cars. I mean, this is craziness, what's unfolding here. So now's the time to remember our constitutional values, remember where we are, who we are. We're in the United States of America, the greatest country on the planet. And we will win this thing. But the time for partisan bickering and trying to score political points because someone's candidate isn't doing as good as they should be, is not now. This crisis is not the time to do that. This crisis is to stand up together as Americans, and hopefully together, defeat this thing, and move on. That is what the time is for now. And I believe the president's doing a good job. I support him in this. I think we should stand up and stop trying to rip apart everything he says and start supporting him for the good of America. Thank you for listening. This is Politics Today, and I'll see you guys later.